This is the Fed and Fit Podcast, starting your week off with motivational thoughts on real food and fun fitness activities with Cassie Joy Garcia and co-host Carissa Talbot. Remember our disclaimer, the information and opinions shared in this podcast are solely those of any given individual and not a substitute for medical advice. And here are the ladies. On today's episode, my friend Mary and I talk about fat fudge, stepping into your power, and how to eat, play, crush. Today on the podcast, I am so thrilled for this 23rd episode to have a friend of mine, uh, join me today while Carissa's on vacation. Today I'm introducing you guys to Mary, aka the Paleo Chef, aka Murr. She is a tremendous chef and lifestyle coach. Uh, she's the creative force behind PaleoChef.com. Fat Fudge, that's P-H-A-T, in case you're wondering, um, which may be available for order. I'll let her tell you more about that in a little bit. In the five-day guide, Eat, Play, Crush. This is really one of those interviews where I personally identify with our topic so much so that I'm just going to put it out there and I, and I know you guys will, will get something from it. Um, I came to know Mary a few years back at Paleo FX. We were, I was just telling her about this, how I remembered meeting her. Um, we were sitting down, there was a group of us at Lambert's in Austin and we were going to have barbecue on the patio and I distinctly remember this waiter walking up and he was like hey guys can I tell you about the special today and she took the reins immediately and she was like okay here's the thing we're all following a grain-free lifestyle so tell what's on your menu that we can actually eat oh me I'll have a bourbon neat (laughs) and so in very few words she won my heart she is a lady who cuts the crap really gets real and provides with some she, she's always provided some really meaningful feedback and inspiration. She um, reached out a few months back when I was caught in the should or shouldn't eyes of launching the Fed and Fit project, and she literally lit the fire under my backside to give me, push me into motion. She gave me a schedule, and it wouldn't have happened without her. Um, so I wanted to bring her on the show today so that, one, you could meet this wonderful woman, and so that, two, she can share a little bit about her magic. So, Mary, I'm so excited to have you. Thank you. Thank you for saying a little fire. I've always wanted to be a magician, a little fire starter. (laughs) Mission accomplished. I really, I told everybody that they're like, wow, it's like you just woke up one day and you just started to start doing this. I was like, well, my friend Mary asked that I give her a schedule, a deliverable schedule, and I really don't want to disappoint her. (laughs) You know, having that, that, that accountability or that power where people don't want to let you down is really magical. That and enthusiasm is contagious. So I'll just say I was enthusiastic for you and you caught the bug Aww. and then here we are. That's so true. That's it. And it's still going. It's it's chugging along. I don't I haven't really given you an update there, but things are blossoming. So um thanks again for everything that you did there. But um I definitely would love for you to share a little bit about your story with our listeners and just a little bit of what about keeps you busy. Yeah, uh I guess what I'm most known for is the transition from not just being really sick, but also being really sick and being in a corporate environment and transitioning to 
health through my diet, but then also turning that into becoming Mary the Paleo Chef and eat Play Crush. So to not go back to, you know, I was born in 1985, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> um, for about 24 years of my life, I thought certain pains were normal. So I was really sick, uh, but I would deal with it because that was my baseline. I knew no better. And it's anything from severe migraines that included ER visits to strange skin conditions, emotional issues, um, strange things with my eyesight. And I was in the doctor's office on and off all the time. They're always telling me that I'm the elephant in the room, um, putting me on really weird medications, corticosteroids, which only seem to make the condition worse, and then wanting to throw around words like lupus and cancer, um, things that could really scare you at a young age. Mm -hmm. And um, and and I was in corporate America as a teenager uh, with a quota. So if you aren't making your number, you're not making money. So you have to you know grin and bear and, and deal with it. So I was doing that and just understood that that was my baseline. At one point, I had um, justified my pain. I'm a spiritual, religious person with God. I'm like, okay, so I must be suffering physically because I can, and it means somewhere someone is suffering less. And that would help me cope with my physical pain. Mm -hmm. And then uh, when they told me that they thought I had cancer again, and mind you, they would never actually want to uh, firmly diagnosed it. They just wanted to cut you up and remove things. I said, you know, I, I've got to take a step back and, and instead of just trusting my doctor, understanding that they're trying to figure things out and why am I not trying to figure things out as well. And some research led me to find a TED Talk by Dr. Terry Walls about the mitochondria. Uh, and I had done a report on the mitochondria and I had a fair good understanding and I felt kind of silly not realizing that I had the answer when I was still in high school. Um, with a very comprehensive study that I had done, and it all made sense. And then by understanding what fuels the mitochondria and removing any sort of foods that would be detrimental to its function, at the same time sending out my own lab work to Entero Labs in Texas to then conclusively find that I am a celiac along with some other intolerances, and then backdooring into this word paleo instead of having to list all the things I can eat one by one every time I go out. Mm -hmm. um, all that within a few months reversed a lifetime of sickness, which was incredible because I knew what it was like to feel good for the first time. Um, and it's a very freeing feeling to have. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's when I was still in corporate America and people noticed a difference. Uh, I, I mean, for as snarky as I am, I am a very optimistic person and I've always had a, a fairly bubbly personality. But then it was like times 10 uh, because I felt good now. <laughs> and um, while body image as far as weight loss was never an issue for me, I did naturally lose a lot of puffiness and about 30 pounds. So aside from emotionally seeing a difference, my colleagues um, saw a physical difference, um, a, a difference of health. Uh, and I started to get asked quite a few questions about what I, what I was doing. And at that same time, a well-known person in Silicon Valley had asked me to do a consultation with them one-on-one. Um, -on -one, and I did that. And then he asked me to cook for him because it was already known that I'm a bomb-ass cook. <laughs> One of the few things I have egos on. Um, and I made I made the transition look effortless because I really already had an understanding of food and just having to sub, uh, substitute ingredients was not a big deal to me at all. 
And, uh, you know, my res initial response was, I'm in corporate America. Mm -hmm. This is my background. I can't really do things like this. And, uh, and he basically caught me a check and said, you know, these are the thing, this is what I'm willing to pay for that. And I, I stroked my invisible beard. I'm like, Hmm, this is, this is comparable to what I make in corporate America. Mm -hmm. So I tried to do both for a little while. Uh, my body was not happy with me taking on too much because part of the eat, play, crush and what I identify as paleo is not just what's on the plate, but what you do with your time um, and how much self-care you have. So I had to ultimately make a choice and I feel far more um, pulled and passionate about improving people's life through food. It's a big part of my culture. Um, so I chose that and um, within a few months of going all in, I became known as Mary the Paleo Chef. I've worked with some incredible individuals, uh, both who are very well known and famous, as well as um, individuals who are teenagers that I know are going to be change makers in the future. And I'm just honored to have been a part of that so early on in their life. And I think I'm coming up on my three year anniversary of leading corporate America in September. And I'm not homeless yet. So it's working out. <laughs> Happy anniversary. That's a big one. Yeah, thank you. I think Gary Vaynerchuk says, um, most people quit within the first two years, and after the first two years is when it really starts to get exciting. And it's true. Gary's not a liar. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I adore Gary Vaynerchuk as well. He's he's yeah. another source of no nonsense advice. <laughs> yes. Yes. He's so authentic too. <laughs> he he is. I enjoy him. Uh, that's awesome. I actually didn't know your entire story, Mary. Oh, I'm really glad you shared it. And I also really love Paley You. I do too. I hate the word paleo. I'm the paleo <laughs> chef and I want to punch the word paleo in the face. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yep. It's so true. You know, and you and I have talked about this a little bit in the past, but it's almost like the word becomes a barrier, um, both to keep people in and to keep people out. Yes. Um, I, I have a problem with all types of labels like that. I find them to be very exclusive and life isn't meant to be exclusive. It's meant to be inclusive. Mm -hmm. And I take a personal responsibility to open up the doors of what paleo could mean because if we stop being so dogmatic about it, we could help a lot of people. And I'm not just talking about health and food, but what really drives it is the concept of sustainability for me. And again, not just food, but sustainability as a community. Um, I don't find the word um, paleo any different than being dogmatic about the word vegan. Or I mean, we're all on the same team and I mean, there's, there, there are enough boxes in this world that I, I don't want paleo to be another one. Mm -hmm. And so since I'm the paleo chef, I'm going to make as big a noise as possible to make it paleo. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I think that's great. I, I, I came in, you know, and I, I snuck in the back door, I feel like, of paleo. I, I mean, that's exactly how I turned my life around was by following that template yeah. Um, but when I decided to start my blog about five years ago, I decided, and it was definitely a hobby at that point. I had not taken the plunge like you're referring to mm -hmm. <laughs> at that point in time. Um, but I decided to call it fed and fit because I decided, you know, paleo may have been the door I walked through, but anybody could arrive on that plateau of feeling amazing yeah. um, through a bunch of different avenues. So I told, yeah. I identify 
That's great. Um, you know, you've, you have provided me with some of the best business coaching I've ever received. Um, and I, it started because I posted some probably a little whiny post on Facebook, like, how do I do this? I just don't even know on my personal page. And I remember you were like, if you're serious, we can talk, uh, we can set up a call. And you spent about an hour on the phone with me and I got a, Oh, I walked away from that ready to really put some things into action. Um, and something that I think that I took or I thought was really significant about your coaching method and your mindset was, yes, I can see what you want to do with your business, but let's make sure that this aligns up with who you are and your personality and what really feels right to you. Yeah. And that was kind of a scary thing for me to face at that point in time um, because I had set my heart, you know, my business heart on doing these things and accomplishing these goals that I had set for myself and I hadn't really reflected back on what it, what it was that I really need to be doing, you know, what's right by me. Right. Um, and so I got a lot out of that and I really kind of realigned some things and only launched what I really believed in wholeheartedly. Um, so I, with that as kind of the stage of this next question, I want to kind of turn it around because our listeners can't ask just yet. They may be able to comment later when the show is live, but a question that I get a lot from my uh, nutrition clients and members of the project is, you know, how do you, how do you become so successful in a, in a food change? You know, how do you, cause at, a lot of people come to paleo looking at it as a diet. Mm -hmm. Um, and they're, they have these first goals, but what they really want and what everyone's heart, I think, really wants is that long-term lifestyle change that's, you know, that joining that sustainable community and that mindset like you referred to. So um, how are you so successful and how, how, how can you transition um, or how, can, how would you coach somebody who's looking from the outside, feeling like they're from the outside looking in through that very first stage? Are you referring just to the diet changes or the overall encompassing yeah, I'm. Um, I really want to touch on the overall encompassing part of yeah. it. You know, the diet changes. There's a lot of there's a lot of resources out there, and people are going to find what fits them best. Um, right. But yeah, kind of the overall mindset. So to to talk about the advice I gave you, I always tell people, you know, there are a million different ways for someone to be successful. You just have to pick the one that's going to make you the most happy, the one that's going to be the most fun. Because mm -hmm. you don't want to be successful at something you hate. There are plenty of people who have done that. And they've got this nice little shiny filtered lifestyle they put out in front of you, but they're pretty miserable at home. Um, so that's why it's really important that when you go down the path of quote unquote success is really defining what does success mean to you and is it something that you enjoy. Uh, when it comes to someone who's coming to me for coaching or coming to me for a lifestyle change, yeah, they come to paleo because it's a diet change and they immediately say, you know, I want to lose weight. And I'm like, okay, cool. That's awesome. We'll come to that later. What do you really want? And usually they're thrown off by that. But everyone is seeking change for something different, something much deeper, whether it's avoiding something or seeking something. And it takes a little digging to get there. So as far as where I start, it really depends on the individual. Sometimes it is motivated by physical health needs. They're in a lot of pain. And we'll go with the food first and the mindset around you know, chilling out first. Mm -hmm. Some people will come because they don't understand the concept of self-love or have been told to play small. And then we'll start there with 
what we touched on in, in my ebook, just the five phases to power and self mastery, which can be labeled anything. There's so many books out there, um, and and they could be called anything, but it really is about getting comfortable with this concept of power and not power over someone else, but power over yourself and being able to have an intention and align your actions with those intentions mm -hmm. and being able to be proud and deliberate in your success. And I know it sounds ambiguous, but it can be simplified. And depending on what that means to each individual, uh, would have where I start vary because everyone, everyone's different. We all have different motivations and fears, but I think at the core level, we're all looking to have self-compassion, self-love, and being able to balance between holding on to something and letting go and not being afraid of pain and being able to really appreciate pleasure. I think I just got really poetic on your podcast. I'm oh my sorry. gosh, it was beautiful. No, I was, I, and I tried to write down what you just said and I was too wrapped up in when you were saying it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, but that's look for playback. Good, good thing for playback. <laughs> Thank goodness this is being recorded. <laughs> um, and and I think at the core of whatever whatever someone tries to do from a tangible standpoint, it's that emotional stuff that really drives it. The, these are the questions that my eight figure earning clients want to discuss over dinner. Mm. They don't want to talk about you know how many downloads did you have. They want to talk about how do I feel grateful and appreciative and how do I connect and how do I make sure I don't take anything for granted in my life um, and yeah making food choices making meditation choices working out praying those are all actions that display someone who's in their power What have been some of your favorite clients that you have coached? You know, what have been some of those success stories? I would love to know. I mean, we all have our own personal story, but um, who are some people that you've worked with? I'm springing this question on you um, that you, you don't have to give names or anything, right. but I'd love to hear the circumstances. Um, so let me try to think. Um, I'll tell some interesting success stories. I've had, I've had a client, he said he would never get married ever, 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 ever. And then six months of coaching, he's engaged. <laughs> and the coaching we did was around, you know, relationship and, and gratitude and understanding a partner. And it was related to food. We definitely started with food because I get to build trust that way when you feed someone. Mm -hmm. um, along the same lines, I had a, a female client who hadn't dated anyone for 10 years and she's now a year into a very meaningful relationship. I had another client um, lose 100 pounds which is pretty incredible. That's definitely a, a health change for mm -hmm. sure. Um, I've had clients, it's just really about stepping into their, their, their power. I, I don't want to get too specific because I suck at telling stories without accidentally saying names. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I find, I find the, the most entertaining to me to be my client's who are massively successful mm -hmm. and because they gain so much material success, they may have sacrificed some emotional success. Uh, you have they had to shelve it. It doesn't mean it's not there. And then being able to go in there and not really give a flying hoot who they are and speak to them as if they're 
on adults and hold them accountable. And I think they find that uh, that rawness uh, real and, and and withstanding. And they take my advice and they implement it and they open up and they become these really beautiful creatures who now have both sides at their disposal. They get to have material success and they get to feel alive. And I think most people just tell them yes and think that tell them how great they are. And I'm over there like, you suck. <laughs> and these are the reasons why you suck. Or, you know, I think you hired me to help you. So could you just stop talking for like just 10 minutes <laughs> mm -hmm. and being able to get in there. And uh, th that's fun for sure. And then I do a lot of work with at-risk youth and that's forever going to be rewarding um, emotionally because I did a lot of at-risk youth counseling and on the other side, hospice counseling when I was still a teenager. Mm -hmm. So that part really helps me feel like I'm truly paying something forward when I'm a tenant on this earth. That's great. That's you know, I identify with that on um, two, two levels bring to mind, come to mind. Stepping into your power. I, I get asked this a lot, and I'm just going to use myself as an example because it's the easiest one. Um, but I get asked a lot, you know, oh my goodness, you have got so much going on. How do you do it all? Like, and how are you happy? People, I think people are convinced because I've got a lot of, it seems like I've got a lot of irons in the fire. Um, people are convinced that I'm secretly unhappy on the inside because I've got so much going on. Mm -hmm. um, but the truth be told, I have never felt more happy or fully alive than I do now. And I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that I did take control of my health and my life and my emotions. Um, and then eventually my profession, um, which happened to align with those realizations that I had by creating this business. And it is, you feel like you step into this incredible amount of power and you know, you can take that spiritually. I feel like I'm put on this earth to do these things and you tap into this source that's like, it's very rewarding and it's very affirming. I know I'm doing the right thing because it is, it feels so right. Um, so I, I definitely get that. And I think that that has a lot to do with realizing where I am in life and these things that I'm creating. It's not just these hollow pursuits. It has my whole heart behind it. Um, and it's just as much rewarding. And then the other thing I identify with the people, you, you know, you want to give back speaking to the at-risk youth, I struggled the most when I was in college, mm -hmm. and I really wish that somebody had come to me and kind of given me some perspective on maybe the reasons why you don't feel good um, all the time, and maybe the reasons why you're a little bit blue, and maybe the reasons why you're having a hard time focusing in the classroom and things like that. Maybe it has something to do with food. Mm -hmm. And I had no idea that that was, that was the case at the time. Um, I didn't realize it until I was 25 and gone um, from college. And so going back and speaking to colleges and universities is something that I've picked up. And it's something I do pro bono because it's just, it's, it's where my heart is at. And it's where I feel like I, I definitely get the most, I get the most feel good karma points out of it because um, it is giving back to a time when I really identified with that need. So that's great. I think, and I share all this because I, I, I know there's a lot of listeners here who, whether you're starting off on kind of this new healthy transition into a different kind of lifestyle, if you're looking for inspiration there, I think this applies. But also for those of you who have kind of pursued that and you're trying to figure out what to do next, 
you know, I think there's a lot to it. Follow your passion and figure out where you feel the most powerful, like Mary was saying. I think that there's there's a lot of potential there. And and to to touch on just to the flip side of it is mm-hmm. so you you're a wonderful optimist and <laughs> I I'm prone to having very dark low days. I definitely have I feel very manic half the time. Mm-hmm. And it's when I it's when I let something distract me from what I feel is the most powerful within me or just the fact that I have a lot of life things happening. Um, there is a lot of death and sickness in my life um, and I'm constantly having to balance connecting and letting go of people I care about as well as keeping one foot in front of the other. And I get the thing where people assume that I'm everything's perfect and you know it's so easy for you because you live in California and you're so blessed. And I'm like, I'm... I've got to let people know that power and self-love is forged. Mm. You're not just you just you're not just born with it. You're like, oh, everything's great. You've you've got to work at it. Optimism is hard work. <laughs> it is. It's a battle. It's an everyday battle. I totally identify with that. You know, I do wake up, but it is a con. I I wake up every day with that being a goal, but I do not wake up. You know, like, oh, today's yeah, a beautiful like day. singing with the birds around you. There are, there are no birds putting my robe on in the morning. Sweet Austin, my fiancé, comes into the bedroom, <laughs> kind of like tiptoes his way in, and he very carefully sets a cup of coffee on the nightstand next to me. And it's such a sweet gesture, but it's just, you know, there are some things that um, I figured out the dominoes I need to push over to make that work, but it is work. Mm-hmm. And there's there's a hashtag that went viral after um, a young woman took her life recently. Um, it's called Life Unfiltered, and uh, I I will use that hashtag once every few weeks so I can have the opportunity to to go through some additional details of what's actually going on in my life, so nobody thinks that this is easy or thinks that they can actually strive to choose optimism and choose themselves and choose self love. Mm-hmm. Um, because part of being happy and being successful is not denying dark days or denying pain. It's David White that says a true well-felt pain can be just as generous as a true well-felt joy. And I really want people to understand that happiness and success is a full spectrum of emotions and living. Um, because if you're going to make the transition, especially in the beginning, um, it, it can be difficult. And it's supposed to be difficult. And I don't want people to give up or think that it's supposed to be easy. Good things take time. Beautiful. Put that again. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to get this podcast transcribed and I'm just going to read it on a regular basis. <laughs> oh, that's beautiful. Um, I couldn't have said it better myself, Mary. I didn't know where today's episode was going to go. I told her before the call, I was like, you know, I kind of have some questions, but I really just want to talk. <laughs> And I'm really glad we did. This was this was beautiful. I hope you guys. I know actually. I know you guys got a lot out of it. Um, I just feel it in my gut. So thank you so much for coming on the show. Of course, my pleasure. Yeah. Remember, everybody, you can find Mary at thepaleochef.com. Go ahead and order some of that fat fudge. She's got the recipe on there too. But if you want her to make it for you, <laughs> <laughs> um, and it's actually paleochef.com. Just so oh. nobody gets. 
sent somewhere wrong. I'm sorry. Paleo. No worries. Um, yeah. So check it out. Check out her five day guide, eat, play, crush. I think it's, um, it's going to be an amazing resource or it's already been an amazing resource for a lot of people. Um, so yeah, that's wonderful. Thank you again for coming on and I will link up everything in the show notes. So if you're listening in your car or while you're grocery shopping, go to fedandfit.com to find all these handy links. And I think that's it. Thanks, Mary. Thank you.